0: Y'all. welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast 2020. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this continues to be the place where I'm going to connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. In this episode, number 268, I am bringing on Allie Kazaza, and she gets honest about her season of motherhood where she was so overwhelmed and getting no good advice. And finally, she recognized that the issue was less about the kids and more about managing her stuff.
1: It was so dark. And I all I did was maintain the mundane side note parts of my life because they had taken over and they were no longer side notes. They were everything. They were the main chunk of my day. And I was shooing away the kids my purpose to maintain all the extra side note stuff. And I am not a meat freak by any means, so I'm not looking for like Pinterest perfect, you know, whatever. I just wanted things to be functioning. The house has to be somewhat picked up. The dinner needs to be cooked, like things need to be happening. And for me to accomplish those basic things took all day and it was not even done at the end of it. And so then it was like evenings and weekends are spent, what? Quote, catching up and you never catch up. And that was the cycle. And that's what we're told is just how it is. And that is what I was fighting.
0: That cycle doesn't have to continue. Allie is here to hold our hand, to help guide us, to let us know that she knows what it feels like. And she has made a way out. She has tons of resources on her site. But here's the great news. Currently, right now, today, she's in the middle of her two-week declutter like a mother challenge. I'm doing it. You can jump in if you're listening when this releases today, or if you go to alikazaza.com forward slash don't mom alone, you can find other free resources, a page she created just for you listeners. If you are looking for a little boost, a little help, honestly, for me, I love that the goal here is not the minimalism the goal is to live the kind of life, to create the kind of spaces that's going to help your family flourish, that this conversation is really about you being able to spend more time doing the things that you love and less time managing the stuff that you own. So get inspired. Here we go. One other area of your life, though, that I want to help simplify for you, it helped me so much much. It's called Prep Dish. I've told you about it before if you've been a listener of the show. This (laughs) past week, though, it helped me because you know that transition if you've ever been on vacation and then you have to go back to real life and cooking for your family? Well, we were heading home after a week vacation for Christmas, and I knew I was going to need to get groceries and meal plan, and I just could not get my brain wrapped back around that. So I pulled up my prep dish meal plan and I went to Instacart and I ordered our groceries while we're driving, my husband was driving. And so when we got home, I had all these healthy meal options ready and I didn't have to think too hard. If you wanna try it out for free for two weeks, go to prepdish.com forward slash DMA and they have paleo options, gluten-free. You can make them vegan if you want by omitting dairy. If you're none of those special dietary eating families, no worries. My boys love it because it's basically meat and veggies, and you can add things to it if you want. It's just a great like place to start if you're wanting to eat healthier this year. So go to PrepDish.com forward slash D-M-A. Check it out for free for two weeks. All right, let's get to my chat with Allie. Here we go. Hey, Allie. Welcome to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. Hi, Heather. Thank you so much for inviting me to be here with you. I have been... Online stalking you for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> One, we both have four kids, and yours I think are really close together. How many years are there between your oldest and your youngest? Uh, all of my kids were born in five years. Five years. Okay, you yes. cued it in five years. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yes. And a lot of the listeners I have have kids in those zero to five years right now, and so it's been fun for me to kind of watch you as you've refined this decluttering minimalism storyline and just see it explode. And yet I'm still standing in my house full of clutter. I haven't, <laughs> haven't jumped I all the way you. in. So I need your help, but take us back. Like, how did you get into this? What was life like when you had those four kids five and under?
1: Yeah. Um, to keep it brief, it was really, really a negative time, and I had met my husband in like seventh grade, and we like grew up together and fell in love senior year of high school, and got married, and kind of were told like you probably won't really be able to have kids. I mean, if you do, it'll be really difficult. And so we we're just kind of like, okay, well, incorrect. My hormone disorder actually meant that I have hyper fertility, so I got oh. pregnant right away, oh. and again, and again, and I'm like, so happy, but <laughs> so overwhelmed. <laughs> and yeah. I kind of just, I mean, I always say like, I just like kind of fell backward into motherhood. Mm. And um, I was very young and really, really overwhelmed. And I i hate that word because it's so overused, but it, it just fits. And I really was in this place with three under three really struggling with depression. It had gone from kind of like a blah to like a lull to like being stuck in a rut to full-fledged depression. And I, I needed help, but I kept having this feeling and I always get like flack when I say this. And I don't think there's anything wrong with getting medicine. I had gotten medicine for postpartum depression before and it changed my life. It totally helped me out. But I knew in my gut at this point, point with three that I didn't need medicine. I could just feel intuitively like there was something causing this, but I didn't know what. I know that sounds kind of weird. I feel like it was the Lord just kind of like letting me know like there's something here. It's not that kind of depression. So I kind of just sat with him in that and stayed and didn't do anything about it. And it was months and months. And I just like really wanted out. Um, and I wasn't myself. I didn't have my normal drive to get out. And I was just kind of like asking all these questions. And so that's kind of where I was. And, uh, I was asking around, like, I was a part of like a mom's group, like a Bible study at church and all of these things where other women who had gone you know ahead of me and or their kids were grown were around me. And I would ask all the time, like I would remember awkwardly, like bringing it up, just like, hey, like grabbing their arm before they walked away at the end of church. Like, hey, can I just ask you really quick when you had your kids, like they're all pretty close in age, right? Like, yeah. Well, is it normal (laughs) to like feel like you're falling down an endless void of nothingness and you don't really want to wake up and then just kind of being like, a little taken back and thinking that I was being sarcastic and just saying like something to the effect of like, Oh yeah, that's motherhood. Don't worry. You know, it gets a little bit better. You'll get through it. And that was the resounding message. Everyone I asked said, in some form, that same thing. And I'm looking at John 10, 10, and I'm looking at the God that I serve and thinking, this doesn't really seem like it lines up. I understand that motherhood involves a lot of serving and a lot of humility and a lot of selflessness, and I can do that. But This feels empty and really, really crappy. Like, I don't want to do this thing. I hate this. Um, And I think that it's very taboo to admit that you do not like being a mom. And that is where I was at. I didn't want to really be a mom anymore. And I was kind of like, wasn't at the point where I was like, okay, what are my options to be out of this? But I was just like, how can I make this better? This is not abundant life. Um, and And I couldn't believe that motherhood or even just moms in the throes of little ones were an exception to that. So, um, I had this moment and I'm just really paraphrasing for you guys here, but I had this moment where I went in my bathroom and I just like got the kids busy. I locked myself in the bathroom and I just slid down the wall onto the floor and cried. And I had this, you know, as they say, come to Jesus moment where I was like, I'm done talking with you about this. Give me an answer, like basically give me an answer or else Um, I'm I'm done. And I guess I was kind of expecting some kind of like Holy Spirit inspired philosophy of like the secret of life or something. But I kept, you know, when God talks to you and it's like your brain, your thoughts go to somewhere that they weren't that you didn't do that. Yeah. You get taken somewhere. Yeah. So my thoughts went immediately to like, look at your day. And I just was like, what the, no, I'm done. You better help me or I'm going to freak out on you somehow. (laughs) Like, help me. And I kept like, look at your day. Like, what are you doing during your day? What exactly are you doing all day? So I finally just like, got frustrated and played the game and I was answered and I remember answering audibly and thinking like I think I'm clinically insane I'm depressed I'm (laughs) on the bathroom floor I'm talking to myself like is is this even God is he even here I was so numb Heather like I couldn't even feel and and so I just answered like I clean up that's what I do I wipe boogers and I wipe butts and I make endless amounts of snacks and I just clean up a bunch of crap we don't even need and I said that out loud and it was like ding like this super cliche epiphany moment. And I mean, it was weird. Like I I kind of like sat in that for a minute and was thinking like, okay, if all I'm doing is cleaning up and I just said like it's just a bunch of crap we don't even really need, then like what if we just didn't have it anymore? And I think I was at a point of just being so desperate that I decided to like give it the old last try. And I decluttered that night. I started with my kids stuff just because it was everywhere in that phase of life. Um, and I moved, moved on over the coming weeks to the other areas and my entire life changed. Everything changed. My marriage improved because when you're not a stressed out basket case, that'll happen. (laughs) Uh, and my relationship with my kids improved. I felt like I had, more patience or something. Like I just had more longevity. I had more energy. I didn't open my eyes in the morning and dread what was coming. I was excited. I felt like I'm a really creative entrepreneur spirit. And I felt like that part of me had died when I had kids and it it woke up and I had all these ideas and I started a blog and, um, I started sharing my journey about simplifying and women were catching that it's contagious. You know, it's like this, I felt like I had this secret I tripped over and I wanted to like share it with everybody. And so, yeah, that's kind of like where I, where I came from and how this all started and where I was at.
0: Oh, I get messages from moms. And they are in that state that you were in with your sitting on the floor of your bathroom, just feeling discouraged, hopeless, not really getting advice from others like they're hoping to get. And even if they know, like, oh, I I know if I simplified my life, things would be better, my marriage would be better, I'd have energy, I would have patience with my kids. But even (laughs) like I told you in my house. The lie I'm believing, because I know it's a lie, is that I'm too far gone. Like, it's just too much, and I don't even know where to start. And I know you said you started with your kid stuff, but having – I've been in this house for 16 years. My oldest is 14. I feel like there's just too much, and I don't even know where to start. It's like to there's start. too much to undo. Yeah, like we might as well just keep living in this pit of junk, because where do I start? Like, I I honestly, I mean, every time they go to the dentist or the, the fast food place, more stuff enters our home like every day. And so getting out from underneath that pile, I don't know if I'm the only one who's believing that lie that it's just too far gone. But did you feel that? And what helped you get unstuck from that place? I did feel that. I think the biggest lie that was looming over me,
1: like that one is looming over you, was that like motherhood is supposed to be this hard. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I was more in that mindset and coming up against that. And it was good that, I mean, God obviously has a sovereign plan, but I always think back and think like, thank you for giving me this because I'm the kind of person that won't settle for status quo and will find a way if somebody says, well, this is just the way that it has to be. I will find a way that it's not. And so that's kind of what I was
0: doing. It just that it was like decluttering was like my means to that, if that makes sense. You were going to prove everyone wrong that motherhood doesn't have to be this miserable.
1: Yeah, because what kind of a legacy is that? I I mean, I'm looking at my baby girl at the time. She was like she had just turned three and she's 10 now. And I'm like, well, she's not going to want to be a mom. And if that is a call on her life, then I don't want to contribute to the resentment of that. I couldn't be in where I was and look at her and imagine her being an adult and coming to me and talking about like starting a family and like, what do I think? And no, I could tell her like, yeah, it's great. It wasn't great. It was terrible. It was so dark. And I, all I did was maintain the mundane side note parts of my life because they had taken over and they were no longer side notes. They were everything. They were the main chunk of my day. And I was shooing away the kids, my purpose to maintain all the extra side note stuff. And I am not a neat freak by any means. So I'm not looking for like Pinterest perfect, you know, whatever, I just wanted things to be functioning. Like the house has to be somewhat picked up. The dinner needs to be cooked, like things need to be happening. And for me to accomplish those basic things took all day and it was not even done at the end of it. And so then it was like evenings and weekends are spent what? quote, catching up, and you never catch up. And that was the cycle. And that's what we're told is just how it is. And that is what I was fighting. So and to answer, go back to your, the cloud that's like kind of over you. I do hear that all the time. And I did come up against that in the process. Like at one point, I was like, kind of get into like the hard stuff, like, um, sentimental. sentimental stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah sentimental stuff. I had um, really, really, really bad, and I've talked about this openly on my podcast too for anyone that needs help. But I've had I had really terrible postpartum depression after my first was born, my daughter, and it was so bad that I actually like through therapy, I learned that my your brain will go into protection mode and block out pieces of your life to protect you because it was traumatic and painful. Um, so like a lot of women that have experienced like rape or um, abuse or anything like that will kind of have like you know you just I don't know why but I'm trying but. I just don't remember. And I don't remember Bella's first year at all. Like when I see pictures of her, I'm like, okay, that's Bella, because she's clearly the only girl, but I wasn't there. And so getting rid of her baby things was really hard. So I then I came up to like, you know what? This is too this is too hard. Like I this isn't worth it. I'm being dramatic that this is the way to like save motherhood or whatever. Like this is just stuff and it's fine. It's sitting in a bin in the garage. Like what is it doing to me? Who cares? But um As I continue to work through the rest of the house, and this is what I want to say to you, Heather, is like if you just start somewhere so simple, don't think of it as like I'm going to do my whole house. I'm going to change my whole life and get rid of all the clutter over 14 years, all these whatever. Um, Just look at it like I just want to feel better in my bathroom in the morning when I get ready for the day because what you're doing is holy work. You are getting ready for holy work. You should feel good in that space. You should feel like your mind is clear. Look up the effects of visual clutter on your brain, on your kids' IQs, on everything as you process subconsciously, as you move through your bathroom in the morning, as you're getting ready and just think like, all I want is to have a space in the morning to get ready for my day, for my holy work and not be visually cluttered and not feel distracted or like, The first thing you see in the morning is just junk. And just start there and get rid of those old eyeshadows and broken flat irons and just the random. Those are easy yeses and nos, you know? You
0: go to my bathroom, you know about the broken flat iron.
1: (laughs) Come on. Everybody has one because it's like money. Yeah. But it doesn't work,
0: but you're not going to get it fixed. That is. But it's just there. Yeah. That was something that came in my mind in seasons of, you know, finances being tight. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have the hardest time decluttering because I think, well, we can't afford to buy a new one. So I need to use this old one. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, we've been broke. I
1: mean, that's part of my business story. I broke, broke. broke. And so I get that too, but I think it comes down to like, is it the worst thing in the entire world? If you get rid of a broken flat iron and then (laughs) to get a new one, they're $20 at Target. Like it's, it's okay. And if not, then you can have curly hair that day. You're going to have a ponytail that day. If it's really, really comes down to like, it's broken. Like it's Why not are we even keeping two. the broken stuff. Yes. Yes. That's right. So good. And I think keeping the perspective of what the clutter
0: is doing to your mind, it's nothing can hold a candle to that, you know? Well, that's what I like about everything you've said so far. It's not literally these steps, you're talking about the greater why, the bigger why. What is the why for you? If your motherhood is getting sucked dry because you're managing stuff so much, that's your motivator. If if your bathroom is so cluttered that you can't enjoy even getting ready for the holy work you're about to do, that's your why. And so you don't get pulled into this, like you're trying to pick between two lotions. You keep that why in your mind the whole time. Y'all have heard me talk about this before, how one of parents' biggest frustrations is how to discipline their kids. Parents want their kids to learn from their mistakes, but so often, kids just feel punished. Learning doesn't take place, and resentment grows. The problem is that many parents, myself included, are solely focused on changing the behavior without considering how to change and connect with their kids' hearts. My friends over at Connected Families believe that the perfect time to connect with your child's heart and to grow wisdom and responsibility is, wait for it, during discipline. Jim and then Jackson have taught this idea for over 20 years in live workshops and parent coaching sessions. Now they're going to offer an eight-session online course for you to take in the comfort of your own home. You've heard Jim and Lynn on my show before in the past, and you know I keep talking about how much I've learned through their coaching and through this online course. So I'm really excited to be able to offer this course to you for 15% off. Just go to my show notes to get the link to register and use the code DMA15 to get 15% off. So go to the show notes over at DontMomAlone.com, click the link to register and use the code D-M-A-15. All right, let's get back to my chat with Allie. Here we go. So once they've figured out their why, what are some steps? Like we're motivated now, (sighs) hopefully. I think most people truly love a decluttered space. I mean, when you go into a hotel, it's just getting there. That process feels laborious and time-consuming and um, overwhelming. We've used that word, but it does. We're fearful Mm -hmm. that we're going to fail or it's just going to go back to the same state again. So what steps, you have so much content that's helpful. You are going to give us some nuggets today. You're also going to hook us up. We can share Mm -hmm. that now. We can share that later. But help us out. Give us practical advice.
1: Okay. So the first thing is we're talking about, don't mom alone like don't declutter without some kind of guidance like this is that people stop because they don't have help like this is literally what i do i'm here to help you so i'm going to give you guys a link that i made especially for you that has like next steps but first i want to say like my example was solid start in the bathroom it is the best place to start because not a lot of people unless you have a weird layout in your house not a lot of people keep like sentimental important like hard to decide about items in the bathroom. It's all like expired beauty products and just things that somebody gave you, but you're just holding on to like gut it use, you know, the rule of numbers. If you've got like a ton of, um, you know, everyone has like their guilty, guilty pleasure item where they have like a, like a fetish item where it's like so much of one thing, like lotion or nail polish or, you know, mascaras, face face masks. Yeah. Um, you know, keep three, if you have a, a giant bin of nail polishes, first of all, I guarantee you most of them are expired and no longer really and working. Kind of long. Chunky, yeah, yeah, chunky and gross. But keep three, and you know what? You definitely, if you paint your nails, I'm just using this as an example, then you definitely have about three that you continuously go back to. You just got the other ones because you were like. At the store and pmsing or something, and you just picked up that. Or they were a pop-
0: they were a popular good. color like <laughs> ten years ago, but not necessarily yeah. now. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, so mm-hmm. just you know when when you have something that you've got a ton of, pick three
1: and just go with that and and make yourself do it. This is not the end of the world. It's it's bathroom stuff, and this is where you can flex that muscle and fine tune your craft and get the momentum you need inside of yourself that you're going to feel so good about how the bathroom looks. When you're done, you're going to want to keep going. I get DMS and emails daily that say, I did the thing you said first. And I had my coffee in the bathroom this morning because it's the only place I want to be in now. And it's, Like that's because of the visual clutter and what it does to our psyche, like what is so powerful. Um, so start there. And then the next thing I want you to do is decide, okay, you feel good. You did your bathroom. How much time will you dedicate to this every week? Just pick. Like, you know, my thing when I was doing this was every Monday and Saturday morning for two hours each. I was a stay-at-home mom. And those were the times that I had. I got the kids busy, wore the baby, and I just moved through the house for just two hours. And whenever I got done, great. Progress, not perfect. I just got done what I could. If it's 30 minutes a week great that's better than nothing and so pick your time the next thing you're gonna do is you're gonna now you moved on from the bathroom you're gonna now go to the the place that is the bane of your existence maybe your kitchen is so cluttered you hate cooking in there and you used to love cooking do your kitchen next for me it was the toys do your toys next you know do that if your kids are super small if they're under three do it without them if they're over three involve them talk to them it's okay if you go a little slower and they're they're feeling like everything has as a soul and they don't want to get rid of very much like that's okay start the conversation like start this this is you're turning over a new leaf this is a lifestyle it's just like healthy eating you can't diet and then like be healthy and fit for forever you have to live healthfully and make chronic healthy choices all the time and this is the same thing so those are the steps I want to give you guys to just like this perspective shift that's a a practical thing you're going to do and then the next one and then the next one and then you're gonna go to allycasazacom slash don't mom alone and you're going to download whatever floats your boat there there is pdfs there's free stuff there's low-cost things there's paid programs that are like the big guys like if you want to just go all in and have me help you through everything there you go there's even like a free video class that's a fan favorite so just go and pick something start to take this in your ears and your eyes like watch the videos listen to the podcast take this in and you will It will be so embedded in you that this is how you want to live. And you have such a desire to take your family down this better legacy. Nothing hard can stand in your way. Nothing can be like, oh, this is just too hard. Well, I've just lived here for so long. Like, well, my grandma gave me that. So I really should keep it. Nothing can hold a candle to your why because it's
0: so big and so mighty. All right. We're pepped up. But all I can think about (laughs) is the 30 million stuffed animals we own. And I don't even have girls. I have boys. I mean, I get what you're saying about toys and do it with them, but what would that look like? What's a decision tree in a decluttering scenario with kids? Mm -hmm. What does that look like? So, okay. So I have to be like super
1: annoying and just preface this with, there is a reason that Like I have this program called Uncluttered Kids because there is literally like think about all the personalities, all the different ages and the stages of development. Um, What if you have special needs? What if your son has autism? What if you have a child with a debilitating disorder and you have tons of medical equipment? What do you do with that? I mean, there is so much that goes into walking through minimalism with your kids that that that's why that's there. And there's a child psychiatrist that I made the course with and it's amazing. But what I've learned about kids is that if you are just a mom of little ones and you just want to start somewhere, oh my gosh, involve them. Don't not involve them. You're going to scar them. <laughs> they're going to be like on a therapist couch. Like yes, my mom found this girl named Allie and she ruined my life. <laughs> so I yeah, think they're going to send so you hate mail. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So d- just talk to them and like, Hey, like, don't you hate when we have to clean up for like, an hour at the end of every day, like that stinks. Yeah, that does stink. I don't want to do that anymore. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. I have a plan that if we just have a less junk. We can play more and clean less. So I bet you can find 10 things that you think are something you could get rid of and give to kids that don't have any toys, and don't have money. We could donate it and help them and you get to clean less. Let's, let's see if we can find 10 things in five minutes. Ready? Go. Like make it, you see what I'm doing? Like it's, I mean, this is obviously for a very little child that we're talking to, but make it to that age, make it what they Need And don't make it feel like this random punishment that came out of nowhere. Like it's got to be fun. And it might take extra time. Like my daughter, when she was four and five, um, kids actually go through a stage of development at that age where um, they attach personality and souls to inanimate objects. And it's a pretty normal thing. Um, And so the stuffed animals were in abundance in that age and it was okay. And as she grew older, it kind of went away now she's 10 and she has three stuffed animals that she's had like her whole life and they're disgusting and they need to go (laughs) through the wash like every week, but that's it. So I think it's about breathing Grace, like we're not going to force anybody to get on the same page as us right away. That includes our husbands and our kids and our in-laws and everybody. But we are going to decide that this is how we want to live. This is our home and we have to be editors of what comes into it because what takes up our space takes up our time and that's our purpose. So it's to be protected. But we're going to graciously and calmly walk with our families through this process of living a different way and leaving a, a legacy
0: of not consumerism, but purposeful living for them. It's good. What do you think about uh, the Marie Kondo method? Have you gotten questions about that? Like your view?
1: Yeah, a lot. <laughs> so I will say this. I roll my shirts now in the oh, drawer okay. because it fits better. And I, I do like that. Um, for me, I have nothing against Marie. I think she's
0: amazing and adorable. She's She's so cute. I mean, how can you be mad at her? She's When she made her Netflix special, yeah, I was like, we can't hate her now because she's adorable. She is
1: so sweet and so gracious and kind. I really respect her. For the moms that I'm working with, I have heard way too many times that it was debilitating for them because it's perfect and it's high maintenance. And I think that there needs to be a mom friendly like hey let's just we're not looking for the carrots to be lined up in the crisper and to unpack our purse at the end of every night and clean it out and vacuum it out like we're not looking to do that we just want to like live life not clean up after it I think it's just a different approach and it's a different lifestyle and you know I that's the thing like that's what I always say like live your life be present for their childhood stop cleaning up after it and missing it and that is what i want i don't really care like my i have a junk drawer my stuff is not organized i don't care about that i just want less so i can not care and go and do other things and know that when i get home at the end of the day it's not going to be a total crap shoot with stuff everywhere there's just less it's just it's about less maintenance and i feel like the other way is in a lot of ways pretty high maintenance because you're a goal is to obsessively have as little as possible,
0: and that's a full time job, especially in America. Yeah. Do you agree with her approach to do it by topical things? You know, like books and toys. I I know you said start with the bathroom, but do you like clothes? Everything in a category, or do you think room oriented? I mean, you said two hours a time, and maybe that is just a room or a section or a category of stuff.
1: What mm-hmm. do you find most helpful? Well, I always say is that like, well, there's a reason that she thought of that and that she says that because that is what she thinks is the best. There's a reason that I say like, just go room by room because I'm not super perfectionistic and I don't think like, oh, this is the only way to do. I'm just like, oh, I just went room by room and it worked great for me. And I've seen it work great for like a hundred thousand other people. So we'll just go with that. But uh, once I, d- I learned about what she says, like, I don't know, maybe two and a half years into teaching this. So I was like, oh, okay, that's smart. So I mentioned it like, oh, Marie Kondo says you could do topical. like, What sounds better to you? And people always pick and it's like 50-50. Some people are like, yeah, I like topical. I just go through and get all the books and then make a decision. And some people are like, no, 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 no. I just need to like shut the door and be in my room until it's done. So I think it's more about like, don't get stuck on what method and which way. And well, what's my process? Like, girl, like just go. Just start. Like, I think we spend too much time like, well, let, let's let analyze this. What's the way that I should do this? And it's like, you know, th- while you were analyzing and debilitating yourself over like what you're going to do and how you're going to do it, I got half the house done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's the it's the constant paralysis decision that we have in America about everything. You know, we just finished Christmas and even picking an advent. There's like a thousand now. There used to be just one. So you did the one advent, but now there's so many that people end up doing nothing. So yeah, just pick your way, do something, start somewhere. You even are supporting people in January. And if y'all are listening, when this comes out, Allie's already halfway through it, but you can join it anytime. You could do it anytime. It's the declutter like a mother challenge. Tell us. Yes, that. that
1: oh my gosh, that so that is my annual challenge. This is my sixth time doing it. Wow. That's awesome. Um yeah, and it's this year it's actually been really refined. Our my goal is it used to just be like I thought of this when I was just, I mean, it was a long time ago and I was just like, Oh, 30 minutes a day for 30 days. That, that flows. That sounds good. But it wasn't producing the results I wanted. Like everyone was doing really good, but I was like, you know what? This is long. We're moms. We need (laughs) to shorten this. Yeah, Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Let's just make it half of that, like two weeks. And I want, my goal is results. And it, this is going to be like so much better for them and the layout of like what kind of content I'm giving away for free and helping people work through like the different areas of the challenge is it's really refined and really good. And I think when you do something for this long, you get really good at it. So I love to clutter like a mother every year. And that's also going to be the name of my book too. So it's oh. kind of become like my brand. Very
0: cool. When does that come out?
1: Yeah. um, Well, it looks like 2021 as of now, but things are weird and murky and keep changing and I'm just kind of like here for the ride.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I totally get it. I totally get it. Well, I so appreciate you, Allie. And truly, y'all, I know we can't cover it in this episode. 30 minutes is not nearly enough time because Allie's been doing this for a long time. She has so much content. Go to AllieKassaza.com forward slash Don't Mom Alone and you can Pick something to do today. I just wanted y'all who have young kids to get that you're not alone. If you are not finding joy in those little years, if just the constant cleaning is stealing that joy from you, maybe you can be inspired by Allie um, and consider decluttering like a mother and, uh, and just do something. I know I'm inspired. My husband's out of town. I think I'm going to try to tackle something. So he comes back and is is wowed. Yes. Do your bathroom. Do my
1: bathroom. How do, do you know? Do your bathroom. <laughs> How
0: do you know? Okay. Well, thank you, Allie. And we appreciate you so much. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for letting me share. Of course. Come back again. Okay. So I'm sure you're inspired if you felt that same struggle that Allie did where she just couldn't catch up, just that cycle of doing the same thing over and over again and not being fulfilled. If you were in that place, it, maybe it's not decluttering for you. Maybe it's something else, but maybe her story of feeling stuck in the same resonated with you. And I am going to ask you to, to go to God and say, what is it for me? what is that next step for me? And if it's decluttering, then go to alikazaza.com forward slash don't mom alone and get some help there. Um, Get help through her community that she's already created. Ask a friend for insight. Say, hey, I'm feeling stuck. Have you noticed anything that you think would be helpful for me to change? Use your community to help Get over the next hump. I've had that happen in my life. When a friend saw me stuck, she recommended me waking up before my kids and having my quiet time. And that's how I got to know Kat Lee. And that's how I got started just really asking God to inform my motherhood. You just don't know. Keep your friends in the loop in your life. That is the whole Don't Mom Alone way. If you're looking for that community, I get messages from people saying, oh, I wish I had those friends. I'm gonna encourage you to be the one who boldly invites. Even if it's one mom to coffee at the park or at an indoor gym where your kids can play, be the inviter. I know it's hard when you moms who work full time, but maybe it's over a lunch break that you connect with another mom um, or just schedule in a meeting with a friend um, in your afternoon. I know life is so full, but I think that time is so helpful. If you need support in starting a podcast club as an excuse to get together with other women, go to my site, Don'tMomAlone.com. You'll see uh, club buttons. You can click those. You can sign up. We send out emails that way. We also have a private Facebook group that you'll get a link to, and we send out discussion questions for each episode. Even if, I, I consider a podcast club two people hanging out. That's a club to me. If you need to use the podcast and it, as an excuse to get together, I'm all for it. I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to pray for us to have breakthroughs wherever we are stuck and to declutter our lives. Lord, I come before you. I lift up whoever is listening that they would be brave to ask a friend to come to you to say, Lord, shine a light on where I'm stuck and help me see where. I need to make some changes where I need to be doing some decluttering, whether it's in my spiritual life, my emotional life, um, my physical world, help me see more clearly what is not helping me flourish in the way you designed me to flourish and the abundant life that you have planned in advance for me to live. I pray, Lord, for your guidance for these women and for these families and all that are represented in every listener across the world, I thank you for their trust and faith in me. In Jesus' name, amen. And y'all, we have a full January and February lineup. Some amazing people coming on. Next week, it's Kim Cash Tate. Then it's Beth Moore. You might have heard of her. We also have Jenny Allen coming on, Paul David Tripps coming back, and just some great content that I think is going to encourage your hearts as you head into